the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Thank you, Craig. 506 on the Central Coast. It's Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. Thanks again to Mark Burns for joining us. As I mentioned, the mayor will be here on Friday. We'll just get her take about how things are happening in the city. We'll be away on Monday for the Dr. King holiday. This hour, it's been far too long. Here is Michelle Dostere. Michelle, good afternoon. Good afternoon, David, or good evening here. How are you now? The big news, we'll just get caught up for a minute. You finally left North Dakota. I did. I fled in December, right before the ice storm hits. And re- I got far enough south before the ice. Relocated in the Midwest and made the transition safe and sound, but still causing trouble. Yeah, um, in southern Illinois, way southern Illinois, um, further south than most of Kentucky. So haven't seen the snowflake yet, so there may be a few here. And I haven't, uh, I celebrated my move by getting COVID, so I haven't had time to cause as much trouble as I'd like, but I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get up to it sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, we always appreciate Michelle's time. We're going to spend this hour just getting her take on national current events. And I'd like to start, Michelle, by asking your opinion of the efforts of various states like Colorado to keep former President Trump off the ballot. Well, this is a mess. It is. um, Harry Littman, the legal affairs correspondent for the LA Times, did a really great article that says there's six ways the court can rule and none of them are good. Um. If the, the the 14th Amendment is very clear, and the congressional record of what they thought while they were passing it immediately after the Civil War is very clear. Um, it doesn't require conviction. It doesn't require impeachment. It says, did you engage in insurrection? If so, you're ineligible. Um, there are those who say, yes, okay, a clear reading of the Constitution would would insist that Trump be ineligible, but it would just upset too many people. And I, that really bothers me, the idea that we have a Constitution unless it, too many people get too mad. Um, the, the other disturbing thing is when people say, well, let the voters decide. Well, the voters did decide in 2020. They threw Trump out of office, and Trump refused to go. We've done this already. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Uh, why, why we are going to do it again? Um, and it's complicated because this is a, an amendment to the Constitution, but the Constitution also leaves elections up to the states. So different states may decide that he is eligible or ineligible, depending upon their interpretation of what the Constitution says. So I think that, I suspect the Supreme Court will look for a solution that will apply across all states. I, I don't know. 
it's it's a mess. It's a mess whichever way you do it. And then, of course, there's the fact that Trump is not on the primary ballot in Nevada, not because anybody sued to take him off, but because he forgot to put his name in. So I, I, I think this is just a harbinger of things to come. I think 2024 is just going to be chaos and confusion wherever you look. By the end of by the end of the day, though, you expect Donald Trump to remain on the ballot. Yes, but I don't know how they're going to get there. Um, uh, but then I'm not a constitutional scholar. Um, but many, you know, very smart constitutional people can't understand exactly how they're going to reason their way to this one. Although, you know, they've, when they're trying to keep Republicans in power, they've had many specious rulings. And let's just talk about Bush v. Gore. So um, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting because... Um, I mean, they're kind of hoist on their own petard here, all these strict constructionists. You're a strict constructionist. The amendment says what it says. He's ineligible. Well, he's also a man of faith. Yeah, this is the other thing. I don't know how you maintain a democracy when over 30% of its voting population is so far removed from reality that they are making decisions based on utter fiction. That was the most terrifying thing I saw was a poll that said that 64% of Republican voters said that Trump is a person of faith. Only 34% of Republican voters said that Mitt Romney was. And 13% of Republican voters said that Joe Biden was. Now, Whatever their faults, both Mitt Romney and Joe Biden go to church every Sunday and have their entire lives. They are faithful husbands, good family men. And yet, they look at Donald Trump, who's never darkened the door of a church, couldn't quote a Bible verse to save his life and go, yeah, that's the, that's the religious guy. So you're that far removed from reality, from what actually happens. When you're that trapped in a propaganda bubble, how can how can people make rational voting decisions if, if that is the kind of nonsense that you're believing? So then take it one step further. How do you feel now, given everything you've just said in the last 10 minutes, basically uh, a presidential contest between Biden and Trump is a dead heat right now, with many polls suggesting that Trump could be reelected? Despite everything you've said so far, um, this gets me to my central argument, which is that propaganda works. It works really well, and it works on both sides. Um, we have sixty-four percent of Republican voters believing that Trump is a man of faith. We have a whole generation of young radicals whose views on politics are formed by TikTok videos out of China, who believe that, you know, Joe Biden is somehow cheering for the death of Palestinians. I mean, it's, it's what 2016 taught us and 2020 is how, how well propaganda works, how easy it was to manipulate people. And it hasn't gotten any harder. 
I think it's going to be a, just a horrific year, heading up all the way to an election in which, by the way, Trump is already saying, they said to him, will you accept the results of the election? If you, and he said, only if I win. They asked Republican congressman, if Joe Biden wins the election, will you certify him? Well, as long as there was no voter fraud. There was no voter fraud in 2020. But they're already preparing to not accept the results of the election because they really don't care about democracy. They're already, they're already preparing the voter challenges. They're already preparing the, the, the poll harassment. Um, I, I just think 2024 is just going to be a worse than 23. So if Republicans don't want democracy, what do they want? They want power. They, they want what, what the Republican Party is now is greedy people using religion and using racism to get what they want. And what they want is money. They got a lot of it in Trump's first term. He added $7 trillion to the national debt in tax cuts to the top 1%. They made out like bandits. They would like to continue dismantling the entire system of consumer protection and, and environmental regulations and so forth and so on so they can make more money. This is a party of control by the very, very wealthy, using propaganda, using emotional triggers like race and religion to get what they want, which is money. Don't forget book banning. Book banning, yeah. Well, it helps if people can't read. Uh, uh, it's just, how did we get here, David? How, how in the world... Did we fall so far so fast? We'll pick that up when we come back. Michelle Dostair is here for the hour, just uh, picking her brain about everything that's happening in the country right now. That's a lot, but we'll get to it on AM 920, FM 96.5 News Talk, KVEC. Michelle Delstair is back on this broadcast addressing current events. We'll welcome your phone calls after news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Michelle, I'll take one text off the Stolberg line. Listener writes, in the U.S. appeals court yesterday, Trump's legal team was not arguing that he's innocent. They were arguing that he has the right to be a criminal. Yep. And what's so funny about that, but logic is not the strong point, you listen to what Trump is saying. He says... I have, uh, as a president, I have absolute immunity for anything I do, but I'm going to prosecute Joe Biden. Okay, but then doesn't Joe Biden have immunity for what? Um, what they actually made the argument, the, the judges just nailed them as a hypothetical and said, okay. So you could order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate your political opponents, and as long as you are not impeached, you can get away with it. You can do it. 
Well, of course, then, you know, then he'd be impeached. If he's not impeached, you know, let us not forget. Do you, I, I remember when this happened, and Mitch, Mitch McConnell, the Senate GOP leader, deliberately sent the Senate on recess, and then when they came back, said, well, there's no point in impeaching Trump because he's not in office anymore. Let the courts take care of this. And now they're saying, well, if he did something terrible, he would have been impeached. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, he's, he'll, it'll be handled by criminal prosecution, and then say, well, but he's immune to criminal prosecution. It's just, it, it, it's just one of the many complete logical inanities that just blow your mind every day. But follow up on what you were saying in the first segment. You were wondering as we went to break how we got this way. You can look at any number of examples since 2016, uh, attacking uh, John McCain, uh, making fun of Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked. And it's not just Trump. There are politicians around the country that are doing things that would have been unheard of 10 years ago. Things that... And if, if we get through twice, I blame the media. Trump should have been laughed off the stage when he first got on it. Um, and I think that was their first impulse, but then it turned out that people really liked all the mean, nasty, racist stuff that Trump was spewing. And it was really, really good. CBS said it. The head of CBS said, well, it may be bad for the country, but it's good for us. He should have been... Standards should have been upheld in 2016. You know, that's when it should have been upheld. And ever since, it's just everyone, the Republican Party waited for somebody else to take him on. It's just, it's just eight years of cowardice has put us in this place where we are now. And, you know, David, I had this, I had this question about 2020, and I have it even more about 2024. When you look at what Trump was saying, you know, he hired a voter fraud expert to find voter fraud. Ken Block has, uh, said there isn't any voter fraud. The Justice Department told Trump there was no voter fraud. Trump said, just say there was and leave it to me and the Republican congressman. But here's my question. What did they think the rest of the country was going to do? When Trump's lawyers are sending email to the Michigan fake electors saying, well, we're just, we're just going to try and overturn the results that favor Biden. We're just going to try and cause delay and see what can happen. What do they think the rest of the country was going to do? Say, okay, well, that's fine. Um, we all voted for Biden, and he won overwhelmingly, but since you guys are going to be so nasty about it, sure, okay, I guess Trump can be president. Is that what they expected to happen? And what is going to happen in 2024? When once again, he tells people to come to D.C. and fight. Are the rest of us just going to say, well, okay, if you're going to be like that? You know, people forget that only about 24% of Germans supported Hitler in the 30s. But that was enough. That was enough when nobody stopped him. Speaking of election, and, oh, go ahead, finish your thought. 
I'm sorry, I lost you. That's fine. I was just going to say, speaking of election fraud, what about the tragedy that has become Rudy Giuliani? What happens to him? Oh, well, what happened to a lot of people who ruined their lives for Trump? Um, He's bankrupt. His entire reputation is shot. He's been found liable for defaming those poor women in Georgia who were doing their job. Speaking of people, but then so many people have fallen so far. I mean, Trump isn't paying the legal bills for all those people who came to D.C. because he told them to come to D.C. and fight for him. He's not paying the legal bills. He isn't volunteering to pay, you know, the legal bills of all the other people who are in trouble, the fake electors and so forth, although he did in a phone call say, well, just go ahead and do it, and then if you get in trouble, we'll pay your legal bills, which is, by the way, fraud. Well, he has but said you look that at he... how far Giuliani has fallen, and, and so many, so many people have given up so much. Trump has and already said funny. Trump has already said that he will pardon the January 6th people who have been arrested. On what grounds? He's the president. I mean, it doesn't seem to matter. He pardoned everybody else. He pardoned Roger Stone, he pardoned Paul Manafort, he pardoned everyone who broke the laws for him. I don't We thought it was a joke. We thought it was funny. In 2016, when Trump came down that escalator with all those paid actors behind him, it was a joke. It was funny until it wasn't. And everything that's happened since, all the people who are dead from COVID unnecessarily, the huge, huge increase in the deficit, the the terrible polarization in the country, and the the decline of public civility. People are now acting out on airplanes and the coarsening of our national discourse is because we didn't stop a joke and now it's, and now it's not funny anymore. In the 45 seconds before the break, you give Nikki Haley any chance? Uh, no, I think she's running for vice president. Chris Christie dropped out today, which is continuing the parade of Republicans who tell the truth who are done. Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, Chris Christie. Um, no, I don't. Barring, you know, who knows? I mean, neither Trump nor Biden is a spring chicken, but Trump is a lot unhealthier than Biden. So, you know, I think they're betting on a on the black swan happening and going to be ready. Let me stop you there. Michelle Dostair is here for the hour. We've got California headline news and ABC radio news. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. We continue our conversation on the events of the day and welcome your phone calls as well. This is hometown radio. Thank you, Craig. We are catching up with Michelle Dostere. It's been far too long between our visits or picking her brain and getting her take on current events. And we've talked a lot about uh, former President Trump. Michelle's we come back to you. In fairness, I guess we should talk about Hunter Biden because that's 
what we keep hearing about from the Republicans. So what about Hunter Biden? Yeah. Well, it's it's odd. Um, I can see their point because, after all, Hunter Biden made six hundred and forty million dollars working in the White House and and got forty one patents in China and and used the White House to find loans for his failing properties and he he got two billion dollars for the Saudis. Oh no, wait, that wasn't Hunter Biden at all. That was Ivana, Ivanka, and Jared. That was Trump's kids. Um. It is so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. Um, we look at this next election coming up. Let's say it's Trump and Biden, okay? Trump got $7 million from China that we know of and bumped more from Saudi Arabia. The Republicans shut down the investigation before they could find out how much he got from Russia. But he was in clear violation of the Emoluments Clause, which says you can't take money from foreign governments from the day he took office. Biden didn't. Trump was a buddy of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yes, my friend Jeffrey. He likes women like I do. He likes them on the younger side. Biden wasn't. There's a clear, there's such a clear differentiation. And so what they're doing is, and I don't think I can say the word, but the Steve Bannon theory was that what you do is you flood the zone with crap. That wasn't the word he used. You just make so much noise that people who are not political junkies can't keep it straight. What, so far, they have accused Joe Biden of is, let's see, he loaned his son $46,000 to buy a pickup, and then his son paid him back. He loaned his brother 200000 while his brother's house got smucked by a storm, and then when he got the insurance check, his brother paid him back. Somehow these are crimes. The What? Hunter Biden is an addict, an addictive personality who's had been had a very troubled life, as everyone knows. Um, he is being prosecuted for things that nobody gets prosecuted for. Nobody goes to jail for not paying their taxes. Um, nobody goes to gets arrested for not disclosing your marijuana use when you buy a handgun. Good Lord, there would go half of Trump's voters if that if that were the case. Um, it was very funny today because they subpoenaed Hunter Biden. Uh, James Comer said, oh, show up. You know, you can testify in public. You can testify in private. And he said, okay, I'll testify in public. He said, oh, no. No, we want you to testify behind closed doors. He said, well, I'm not going to do that. Because when you do that, the witnesses, you cut and paste together to come up with some damning testimony. And then when the transcript comes out, it's clear that you've totally fictionalized what people said behind closed doors. So I'm not going to do that. He showed up today and said, here I am. I'll answer any questions you want in public so everybody can hear my answers. They really kind of look like fools more than usual. This, But then again, David, it comes to propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know, people believe that QAnon is a logical source. People believe that Hillary Clinton drinks the blood of babies. People believe... 17 ridiculous things before breakfast rather than admit they were wrong about Donald Trump. All right, let's and David, we shouldn't be surprised because you and I are almost the same age. Do you remember all the deprogramming movies? All the, the rise of cults in the 70s and 80s and people trying to rescue their kids? Yeah. It's hard. All right. How many ex-Scientologists are there? Let's take some calls. 
805-543-8830. And I'll try to direct this so that the caller and the guest don't talk over each other. With that in mind, we start with Mike in Los Osos. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. Hey, Mike. Uh, so, you know, your guest was talking about, you know, all the how, how mean and rude Trump has been and, and all of this divisive language. I'd just like to list some of the terms of endearment um, that, um, that, that conservatives have had to deal with from the media and the Democrat Party and Hollywood and late-night talk shows, et cetera. Okay, okay. so we can go with deplorables. Debaggers, insurrectionists, terrorists, Nazis, fascists, homophobes, Islamophobes, Russians, etc. Okay? Now, a lot of those terms have been used for decades in mainstream corporate media, by, by the way. I mean, and by, by the Democrat Party. So it's, it's disingenuous and it's actually hilarious when you hear lefts talk about, leftists talk about civility and talk about how mean Donald Trump is. Okay. Now, hey, me first. Yeah. Hang on, Mike. I promise I'll come okay. back to you. Michelle, he's put some stuff out there. How do you respond? Um, if you don't want to be called an insurrectionist, it's probably best if you don't foment an insurrection. If you don't want to be called an anti-Semite, then maybe not have dinner at Mar-a-Lago with anti-Semites. This whole perpetual victimization that Republicans have had for 10 years. Well, Democrats have been mean to us, and they called us names. They were not... Nobody mocked war veterans, okay? Nobody mocked an 84-year-old man who got hit with a hammer. This, this is entirely new levels. And, I'm, you know, deplorables? Well, you know... If you're going to try and foment an insurrection, if you are going to foment a violent coup, if we are going to have, for the first time in our history, not a peaceful transition of power, then you know what? If the shoe fits. All right. If the shoe fits. All right, Mike, respond, please. Well, uh, those are just excuses. Uh, A lot of these terms were used well before um, the protests that got out of hand on January 6th. But regardless... I would just personally, I don't agree with a lot of Trump's uh, policies, um, but I, I, I have to thank him for permanently breaking the fragile and deranged left. You can see it, you can hear it in your guest's voice, and I am eternally grateful to him for it. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. Michelle, respond. Well, that gets to the thing about why it's a cult. It's not his policies that they like. It's not what he's done for the American people. It was not his fiscal handling of the economy. It was not his handling of COVID. That's not what they like. They like the meanness. That's the part he likes, is the meanness. And in the last convention, they didn't even have a platform. This is, it's, it's, it's a policy-free election. It's not, gee, well, if Trump gets reelected, and, and uh, what is this going to mean for the economy? What's this going to mean for workers' rights? What's it going to mean for women's right to choose? It's all about the meanness. That's the part they like. Let's take another call. We've got, and I don't know how you fix that. We've got Paul in San Luis. Hi, Paul. 
Hello, Dave. Hey, Paul. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Paul. I, I'm one of those vermin that uh, belong to the Democratic Party, not the Democrat Party. But you thank know, you. I guess if there's uh, deplorables out there, I'm vermin, according to Trump. But uh, they don't—they don't seem to mind that, do they, Michelle? No, you know what? We have coddled. This is how part of how we got in this mess, actually. We have coddled this Republican glorying in victimization. And the thing that we'll never understand about Donald Trump, he whines all the time. He gets up there and whines about how mean people are to him. And that is what your first guest liked. And it has to do with the whole sense of everybody's mean to me. Constant victimization of wine, 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 me, 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 me. He doesn't get up there and talk about what he's going to do for the country. He talks about how mean people are to him. This is a cult. Paul? Yeah, they like him because they believe, and I think believe falsely, that he hates the same people they hate. And that's why they like him so much. But there's there's two points I wanted to make uh, before, you know, Michelle. Uh, One thing is, you know, I would love to vote, be able to vote for Obama uh, a third time. But the reason why we can't vote for him a third time is because a little thing called the Constitution. And so the reason why Donald Trump is being excluded from certain ballots is because of a little thing called the Constitution. And if they want to ignore the Constitution, let's ignore the Constitution and let the people decide if uh, Obama could be elected in a third, a, a, a third term. Okay. The other thing I wanted to bring up is Mos- uh, Congressman Moskowitz uh, was, was fantastic in the hearing today with Hunter Biden. And, you know, he wanted to, he put in a motion, let's go ahead and have Hunter sworn in right now. Let's hear from him right now, right here at, at the table. And the Republicans wouldn't allow him to, to make that motion. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that he did that was fantastic is he brought out five subpoenas from Republican politicians that were ignored, congressional subpoenas that were ignored, and he read them into the record. Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Kevin McCarthy, all these people who ignored uh, subpoenas. And he said, if you people... Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and find contempt on these five five Republicans. I'll go ahead and vote for uh, on contempt for Hunter Biden. All right, we got a lot there, Paul. Thank you very much for calling in. Michelle, respond to what you want to. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say, David? Respond to, to Paul any way you want to. Oh, the, he's, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right that if the 14th Amendment doesn't count, then the 25th doesn't, evidently. So if we get to pick and choose our amendments, then, um, okay. For God heaven's sake, Trump told people after a school shooting in Iowa that they had to get over it. Um, please point me to similar, you know, things, horrible things that Democrats have, uh, are alleged to have said. Um, it just, it just boggles the mind, the things that, the things that he says and, and just, and does. Let's, uh, it never seems to matter. We go to Ron and Aurora Grande. Hey, Ron. Hi, Dave. How right. are you? Good, thanks. I, hey, I, you know, what I'm uh, hoping is going to happen, and I believe it will, 
is that the wind is going to be blown out of the sails of Michelle, the Democratic Party, and the media when Nikki Haley becomes uh, the person that's going to be running against Biden. And then they're going to have to try and support Biden against Nikki Haley. That is going to be great. That's going to be easy. I'll take Joe Biden any day over Nikki Haley. Give me that choice. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that that'd be that'd be great. Hang on, I, I honestly don't believe Biden is even going to be running. I I really don't. All right, hang Especially, on. Especially, okay. Let's have Michelle respond. Um. Uh, well, let's put it like this: Hillary beat Trump by three million votes. Biden beat Trump by seven million votes. Um, the Electoral College is a huge millstone around de- uh, Democrats' necks. But I think if Biden wants to run on his record, which I think he will, against Nikki Haley, who stood by while Trump did and said all these things and has promised to pardon him, is she is a Trump surrogate. And it, it, it doesn't matter if Nikki Haley runs, because she will be running as a Trump surrogate. And, and it'll, he'll be on the ballot. A lot. You're going to have the first woman president. That's going to matter a lot. It's not. It's not. She's said and done too many horrific things as governor of South Carolina. Let's uh, ask the people in South Carolina who still don't have health care because of Nikki Haley. Uh, I recall Nikki Haley the other day said that she she was the one who, the day after the shooting had the flag, the Confederate flag taken down. And listening to Biden in the church, he said, oh, it was him. I don't know that story. But, Ron, Ron, do you really believe Nikki Haley is going to beat Trump for the nomination? Yes, because I think there are so many Republicans, which I am, that believe that Trump did some great things, okay, even though Michelle doesn't agree with it. Uh, One was the the border. For example? But but we do not. Well, there are so many Republicans, I believe, that feel like I do that he, if he would just shut up and had done his uh, governing, then he'd be, you know, he wouldn't have yeah. lost to Biden. But he, I can't stand the way the man talks and talks down to people. Yeah. And I believe there's enough Republicans out there that they're going to uh, see that as well. And Nikki Haley is going to be uh, the person who's going to uh, represent the Republicans in the next election. All right, Ron, thanks for checking in. So Ron said that uh, the border is an example of what Trump accomplished, Michelle. Yeah, um, if he built this wall, um, then why are people streaming over it? That's question one. The other question I have is, why is there always a border crisis in Texas, but there's not a border crisis in Nevada or California or Arizona or New Mexico, because we all have Democratic governors. Um, it's only in Texas. Um, we, the Republicans have a border crisis every four years like clockwork. Also, I would love the Republicans to run on the problems at the border, since they have stubbornly refused to fund more border security or enact comprehensive border reform. They don't want to fix the border. They want to run on scary brown people. And they have refused to do anything about it for years. And I think Joe Biden is an adept politician. I think he'll make that case very well. All right. Kurt's in San Luis. Hey, Kurt. 
Hi, guys. Hi, Kurt. A uh, quick, quick comment. Hey, uh, Michelle, you obviously didn't watch the congressional hearing today about Mayorkas because you totally contradicted the major points made there. But my bigger question for you is you're still using the terms coup and insurrection, but you did not mention any of the FBI assets in the crowd and in the Capitol that day. Oh, January please. Paul, respond. Please, can I respond now? Yeah, Michelle, respond. There were no FBI assets in the coup. <sighs> Donald Trump called the people Seriously? to Washington. Donald Trump on, told them to fight Kurt, like hell. Kurt, there Kurt, were, it was not. Kurt, she's it was responding a coup. to you. It was an insurrection. It was absolutely a violent attempt to delay, if not stop, the certification of the vote. Where you were there, you saw it. You saw people screaming through the halls, looking to hang the vice president. Okay, you're dodging the my people who are now calling it a demonstration that got out of hand. Right, Republican congressmen okay. were scrambling into their gas masks. Uh, hang on, Michelle. What's your main point, Kurt? She is dodging the fact that she should well know of anybody that's come on your show in the past three years with with all the knowledge that she apparently should have. She knows nothing about the FBI agents in the crowd. Seriously, Michelle? There were no FBI agents in the crowd. There no were. FBI there was no voter. Yeah. Can you say, let me finish, really? please? Okay. There were no FBI agents in the crowd. There was no voter fraud. All of the things yes, the whole that you like, need to believe and yeah. like to believe so that you can justify what Trump has done are false. Okay. I'm going to jump in. Kurt, you've got my email. Please email any links that you have to prove that all these FBI a assets determined what happened on January 6th, and I will gladly share those with Michelle. We appreciate the call. Bob is on KVEC. Hi, Bob. Hi, Dave. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Michelle, so how about this hypothetical we have our election. We've had a couple of states that have kept Trump off the ballot. But for whatever reason, however it works out, he ends up winning the Electoral College, if nothing else, and is slated to be uh, inaugurated. And we have the Justice Department. We have states' attorneys generals. Would it not be possible that they could go to the Supreme Court and sue to keep him from serving because he was part of the insurrection? And if that were to happen, would it be possible, even though he's maybe not convicted yet, maybe he's not in prison or anything, but the Supreme Court would have to decide, do we have a Constitution we're following or not? Michelle? I think the time for that to be decided is now, not after the election. It is an unfortunate fact that Trump could be president from prison. There is nothing prohibiting it. Let's say he gets convicted in the documents case, and let's say he gets convicted of... Um, well, I don't know about interaction. I'd probably have to do something about that. But the, the, the time to decide this is now. Um, I cannot imagine the turmoil. The Supreme Court is going to have to decide one way or the other now I can, um, and, and come up with a solution that holds across all 50 states. They're going to have to. You know, uh, 
like I said, he lost his first election by 3 million votes and his second million by, election by 7 million votes. I think it's going to be more this time, I hope. All right. I have to leave it at that, Bob. Thanks for the call. We'll come back and wrap things up with Michelle Doster. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. We're at Michelle on uh, the Stolberg text line. I have three text messages, all agreeing with Kurt that there were FBI agents in the crowd on January 6th. You know, David, there are very few ex-Scientologists, and there's very few ex-Trump voters. When you fall into this cult, and you only get your information from other people in the cult, and it's too terrifying a thought to realize that you were in a cult, you can't reach these people. They're not suddenly going to stop listening watching Facebook and listening to podcasts and Alex Jones and crazy people and start reading the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. They're not going to do it. We are not going to convince the Trump voters. What we need to do is simply outwork them. If we all said, okay, I'm going to go find five sane people to vote for Biden, me, myself, I'm going to go put five more votes. I'm going to find five people who don't vote. I'm going to explain to them why they should vote and why they should vote to save our democracy. That's the only way we're going to get through this 2024. We're not going to reach people who believe that Trump, that there was election fraud, even though it was thrown out of court 60 times. We're not going to reach them because they can't be reached. So we all, the sane, have to personally commit to finding, like I said, if, if, we, let's, let's, if everyone's listening to your radio show today who agrees that democracy is in peril, if everybody finds five voters to support democracy, then we'll get through 2024. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But if we all do the work, I think we can do it. I share your optimism because we have no choice but to be optimistic and hopeful because you don't want to consider the consequences of us being wrong. Anyway, Michelle, always a pleasure. Um, Good luck in your new home. Thank you, David. And we'll talk again. Off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. On the other side, why are so many restaurants closing around the county, around the country? Let's talk. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.